Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Welcome into Mondays with Matt, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with Matt Starkey, owner and uh, president and investment advisor representative at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. And we're going to talk about tailoring a plan to fit your personality. Should your advisor be doing that? I would think probably so, Matt, because we're all different. So, you know, instead of just cookie cutter, here it goes, everything is, you know, this will work. You know, you really should think about some other unique aspects because if the person, if it doesn't fit the person's personality, the chances of them maybe following through with things may not be as great, right? I think so. Tailoring something to someone's individual uniqueness is probably important. What do you think? Yeah. Hey, Mark, how you doing? I'm doing um, good, buddy. Yeah, I think this uh, tailoring a financial plan to somebody's personality is particularly important. Why? Well, have you ever? gotten that article of clothing somebody else got for you and just didn't, <laughs> didn't I don't even want to try it on, <laughs> but um, it didn't, doesn't fit always. Um, people don't see you the same way that you see you. And um, like it or not, it's, it's something that we all look in the mirror and you, you think of yourself a certain way. That's why, you know, you've, you've got the guy that dresses in Hawaiian shirts constantly because that's how he sees himself. And uh, you got other people that don't get out of a suit and tie because that's their MO. That's who they are. That's how they feel. And their personality goes right along with their money and the way that it's spent. So absolutely, I think I think setting up a financial plan according to personality plays a big role in you know your comfort yeah. level with where you're at in life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's jump in and, and knock a few of these things out, see what we've got. We've got some different ones here. Uh, I know this first one probably isn't the most uh, politically correct term, uh, but we were calling it the victim. And the reason we're saying that is it's, it's a person who's been burned or scarred by something financially, uh, whether it's a bad advisor, whether it was a, a tax mistake or, you know, the market downturn of like, say, 08, right? I mean, a lot of people were burnt by that and they felt they had a hard time trusting again, right? So they felt kind of victimized by whatever it was, right? Whatever the situation is. Uh, and, and so if you are that way, I think you're, as an advisor, you need to work with them on helping them trust again, right? Helping let, show them, maybe take those extra kid gloves to say, hey, listen, this is this is why we're in this and this is what it's going to do for you kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. The victim mentality is something that, you know, as an advisor, when I come in contact with somebody for the first time, and they express these kinds of things, you know, whether that's scars from a past advisor or, um, you know, like you said, it could have been, um, hey, he had me in the wrong stuff and I lost, you know, 70 percent. And, you know, I'm, I'm never going to I never recovered. Right. You know, we, we create stories of things that have happened in our past and it helps us deal with it. But um, for me, if you're sitting in my office for the first time and we're, we're across the table from each other, I'm, I'm probing, I'm asking some probing questions that are going to get you to try to open up about that because number one, it helps us realize what your expectation is moving forward, which is super important because, you know, I don't want to be the, the next one that causes a pain in your situation because I didn't understand what you were looking for. So, but that's how we deal with it is we, we got to probe, we have to go, you know, dive deep and we have to uh, figure out or help the client to figure out what was that hurt? Why did it hurt as bad as it did? And what happens if, if you're in that situation again, or something close, what, what are your emotions going to be like? Um, right. Right. You know, that's very important to, 
I guess, diagnose that ahead of time, but kind of figure that out way up front. And then, you and know, if it's I was going to say, Matt, a lot of times, based on what you just said, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's around yeah. risk, right? So diagnosing that ahead of time, you can say, hey, okay, look, you're overly concerned with risk, so let's be more cautious there, right? Right. Yeah. And if, if it's risk, that could be, um, it could be that somebody ran off with their money and um, they found a fraud, which, you know, um, does occasionally happen. But, yeah, or hell, um, even just market risk. <laughs> just <laughs> right? even market risk. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it could be a bad thing that they bought. Oftentimes, um, when you're a victim, you don't want to admit to other people because you feel true. foolish like that I fell for this. Yeah, but um, I actually had somebody in my office who was, well, you know, to, to a scammer and they actually had liquidated this this Roth IRA and I and I advised mm. them don't do this no if you if there's this opportunity this is the way we approach that and this is what you will do to 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 take advantage of it you don't have to liquidate this but turns out somebody was in the background scamming them and they thought there was going to oh, be harm, harm done to them if yeah. they didn't take this money out and send it I told them directly against what they did um I told them not to do this and um they yep. did it anyways well the reason that they got scammed is because they lied to me about what the money was being used for. And even I gave them an alter scenario that would have prevented them from getting, getting scammed at all. And Mm -hmm. then it was only after the fact that they took the money out because they lied and told me they were buying real estate. I told them how to do this different. So they didn't have to take money out of your Roth because you can't put it back in. Right. And you, and, uh, and unfortunately um, they lied to me to get me to access the money because they thought they were in harm harm's way. And then later on, they told me the truth of the whole situation. So yeah, you got to be really careful. And and a good advisor is going to going to get to know you and know your pr- likes and dislikes and, and and know a lot about you. And and what, what does it do? It, it, it's a relationship that we can protect you if we know enough of these things sure. about you. So yeah, yeah that's why we're going to probe. That's why we're going to prevent you from being a victim again, because we're Doing really what's in your best interest. Okay, so let's uh, let's move into number two here. The overanalyzer. Um, a lot of times we might see this in the engineering kind of field. Someone who's really hypercritical about certain things. And there's nothing again. There's nothing wrong with being any of these personalities. And you might have attributes of more than one. It's just understanding and sharing who you really are with your advisor, so they can properly help you. But that overanalyzer might be that person that just thinks it to death and then never make a move. Right. Um, yeah. You know, my wife does that when she's on Amazon. She's like, oh, there's too many options and I can't decide. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Or <laughs> what are we going to eat for dinner? Right, right. <laughs> it's like, I can't decide. Yeah. Um, the overanalyzer, definitely. Um, we all have probably some trouble making decisions of some sort or another. Um, and it could be just a, a black and white answer that we just need, need, to, we need, we already know the answer. We just need to figure it out. So, how do I approach this with people is normally I make them choose. I say, I'll ask them a question. Do you want to work together? You know, okay, where do where do we go from here? Are you, you know, one of my questions is, what do you see my role is in your finances? You know, are we working together? Am I going to help you run this? Or how do you feel? Or do you need just assistance with X, Y, or Z? So um, a lot of times the overanalyzer, they, they do, they see the pluses and minuses on both sides. And I'll just ask them, when is the best time to be prudent with your money? And that answer is right now. The yeah. best time to be prudent always is right now. So well, and we, over- we try to get them to move off that stump and, and make a decision. Yeah. And, and um, as I say, the overanalyzer, you know, sometimes the, the 
they overanalyze just even going in and seeing a financial professional to begin with. They know they need to, and, yep. and there's nothing. And you certainly want to do your diligence, right? You know, go on uh, Fenra.org and check some things out. Broker check, right? You want to do some homework on the people that you're maybe going to go talk with so that you can get a good feel for them. But a lot of times, that's why you guys offer complimentary reviews: is come in and have the interview. You're not obligated, and if you don't get the good tummy feeling, and you see some stuff that you don't like online. Well, then there's your answer, right? But at least you're making a move. And I get that that can sometimes after the two or three, you might think, oh, gosh, I don't want to. It's like car shopping, right? You just kind of like, I don't, I'm tired of doing it. I need, you know, I don't want to make a decision. But this is your retirement. So you got to find an advisor that's going to work well for you. Uh, and I think doing a little bit of homework on our, on our own back end and then coming in and sitting down for that complimentary review kind of can help that. Yeah. And psychologically, that if we can get you to make small decisions to say yes or no, or maybe sure. you know, these small little things. Um, each time you say yes, or you get a little check on the, in the box, it gives you a little bit of a euphoria, a little, you get some endorphin rush that you're actually making decisions. <laughs> That's true. And, uh, you're moving which, in the right direction. Which color pen so. would you like today, Mark? Would you like the purple or the black one? There you, you know? go. Yeah. It's like, oh, I like purple, you know, but it, it is, it's just small little decisions, but we're going to lead you down the road that you need to take. And eventually you'll find yourself super successful if you get over the overanalyzing function in yeah. your brain and you just make a decision, okay. um, even if it's the wrong decision, a lot of times, and I'm not saying from a financial perspective, um, but it, just in general, if you're having trouble making decisions, they say, just decide something. Even yeah. if it's wrong, you can always make an adjustment or change, but get going in a direction and get get moving. Just don't yeah, sit there sure. and, and be indecisive forever. All right. So let's do number three, the do-it-yourselfer. Now, there's been many folks who have been in this category, especially from, let's say, 2010 to basically 2021, right? Because the markets have been super favorable for the most part. There's been little dips here and there, and obviously the COVID pullback, but it rebounded quickly. So it's really easy to be, to be a do-it-yourselfer in the accumulation phase. But many do-it-yourselfers wind up starting to realize just how many moving parts there are in the actual decumulation phase known as retirement that they're like, woo, all right, maybe I need some help after all. <laughs> this is so true. Um, you know, we, we've got some self-professed do-it-yourselfers that, but, you know, I just actually got an email from one the other day who was like, I know I don't mean to do this, but, uh, you know, I don't want to over overstep my bounds because you're the financial advisor and you your, your career is in this, but you, we do. We all tend to do things ourselves. Um, when you start out, really nobody's helping you. You don't have a financial advisor that's when you start with nothing. I mean, so at, somewhere along the road, you're starting this accumulation and probably a lot of it's based on what you've learned from being young or your personality. Maybe your parents taught you well, or maybe they didn't teach you well, but we pick up things along the way. And so a lot of times, um, when when you're first going to a financial advisor, like you said, sometimes we put those things off and you don't want, you, you want the self-pride, but also you want to make sure that you check with a financial advisor because- Well, you don't know what you, things, don't, you don't know what you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. And, and are the decisions that I'm, I've been making, are they wise? Yeah. You know, maybe it's good for me to get another set of eyes. And anytime you can have a third party that's yeah, dis sure. disinterested, just take a look at what you're doing. I, I highly recommend that. You know, when people say think outside the box, it's so hard, even, you know, when your finances, because you are the box and you can only see so far without the help of somebody else shining a light into your spectrum of, well, the, of your vision. You're talking about objectivity. You have objectivity yeah. there 
versus the person, uh, you know, we're, we're too close to our own money sometimes, right? And so the do-it-yourselfer, yep. you've been super close because you're doing it all yourself. And when you do decide, and when you do decide you need your help, there's nothing wrong with it. And you could still be kind of do-it-yourselfer. I'm sure you have clients that are like, hey, there's some aspects here I enjoy doing. Maybe you've got some money set aside that you do things with or whatever. But a lot of times they turn to advisors because they're like, all right, I need help with social security. I need help with understanding, you know, how my income levels are going to affect my social security taxation and how it's going to affect this, that, and the other. Right. Right. I, I, I'll tell people in a nice way. I'm, I'm tend to be a nice guy. I don't like to, you know, be too overly critical or, or insulting to people. Right. But, um, a lot of times when people ask, you know, my opinion, this, that, or the other thing, but, but they're not using me for, for advice. It's like, well, <laughs> You should probably use a ask a financial advisor, you know, or hire somebody to to tell you that. Yeah. Um, but um, oftentimes I'll try to tell them that in a nice way. But you know, as a do-it-yourselfer, you're going along managing your money. You pick up insurance from this company. You pick for your auto, and this is for your home. And then you you're picking up uh, this CD because well, you like some safe money at the bank. And well, I put money in my 401k, but it's in target date fund. And do you think that's okay? Well. No, I think target dates funds really suck because they're managed for a date. They're not managed for your individual risk profile. And yeah. the manager can do a multiple different number of things inside that fund. You know, I had a, a guy who was a do-it-yourselfer and, you know, he was uh, a very highly compensated, you know, doctor. And, you know, he bought his own, bought some real estate on his own and he's doing this on his own, but his accountant sent him over to me because he needs help and needs some more, some more tax savings. And, um, then I looked at what he was doing and I said, what you're, you're getting the same advice as a guy with a thousand dollars, but here you are a millionaire. And I said, you're, you're investing in the same thing. You got no customization. You did. Okay. You're here. Right. But, but um, there's, there's nothing to differentiate any of this stuff from, you know, anybody else. And yeah, there's, the problem no, is, there's no customization. And then there's no, I guess, level of efficiency. Maybe that's a good word for, for his level of income. They, Big time, yeah. And um, for for his level of income, he can afford to pay somebody. But um, sometimes we get, as we said, uh, the the do it yourselfer kind of gets inside their own head, and uh, they see only one way to do things. And so yeah. that's why objectivity, having a third party look at your situation, is super important. So if you are doing it yourself completely, just let's sit down, let's talk, and we'll take a quick preview of what you got going on. And, um, you know, there might be some things that are out of place that could cause you some real heartache in the future. So you, you need to address those. Yeah, definitely room for improvement a lot of times. All right, let's do one more here. The ostrich. Uh, this one's, you know, pretty probably self-explanatory. This is the, I guess it could be kind of in the overanalyzer. You're thinking about it too much and then you do nothing. Or this could just be the, the just a person in general who just continues to put their head in the sand about whatever it is. I, I know I got to deal with social security, but I don't want to face it. I know I got to deal with some insurance, but I don't want to face it. Right. Whatever the case is, or math is not my thing. Finance is not my thing. So you just ignore it. Right. And and figure, well, you know, it worked out for my parents and they never did any planning. So I'll be okay too. And the ostrich is a bad way to go, especially in today's world. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah. You don't want to just put your head in the sand like an ostrich would. Um, You know, if you're that type of person that doesn't open your account statements, you just throw them to the side. Um, right, that you would right, kind yeah. of fit fit this profile. I mean, you want to you want to be observant. Um, you don't want to just completely be oblivious until there's a problem, um, because what will happen over time is there'll be so many things out of order that 
you you can't it's too overwhelming to to handle any one thing mm -hmm. so having your eyes open don't bury your head in the sand if you know your strengths and weaknesses it's okay just come and see us and we will help you identify those things and and help you get your plan at least so that somebody's watching the hen house you if you're if you you have some strengths and that might be doing what you're doing in your occupation but you definitely have to have somebody making sure that you're setting aside enough for retirement that um, you can you're maximizing your tax deductions and tax right. efficiency yep. and um, make sure that you're not um, walking around with wrong kinds of insurance or no insurance when you, where you might need it you know yeah well working with a pro life, yeah I was gonna say working with a pro so. for the ostrich seems like an ideal situation because it's it's I don't want to deal with this stuff so let me just have someone do it for me right let me have someone it handle is. these things that I'm just not good at there's nothing wrong with admitting your weaknesses and just yep. saying I am not good in this department vet out the person see if it's the right fit for you and then get to work right and I love this line here Matt you know because remember what an ostrich does right if if you bury your head in the sand there's a, a part of your anatomy that's still sticking straight up in the air exposed <laughs> Yeah, that's and right. The, and the final bit is your wallet, right? Yeah, so we could say yeah, we could say right. something else, but we'll say your wallet, right? So your don't wallet, do, don't yeah. do that to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And so if you're the ostrich or the, you know, just think of planning a vacation or baking a cake, you know, um, somebody's birthday is coming up, and you know, don't don't be last minute because everybody can tell. <laughs> but yeah. um, same thing with like your vacation. You got you take time to plan certain things, and um, if you got some, if you're not good at it, just yeah, just admit it. Hire somebody to do it, and hire somebody to do this event planning called called retirement, and um, we'll help get you there. And I mean, you'll be so happy and so content when you know that you're doing it, even if you have help. But you got you've got a plan going. Yeah. And uh, I always say, you know, start investing and start it monthly, and and um, you know, for that person that hasn't ever done that before, and then you're a successful investor because you're systematically doing the thing you know you need to do. Buy, buy low, sell high. You know, there's some certain rules to the whole thing. But um, well, contribute over time, consistency. Yeah, yeah consistency is a great word for that. Yep, and then managing expenses of the portfolio and having the appropriate diversification and asset allocation, and then as you get near to retirement, we want to maybe uh, set up some income strategies and how you're going to receive your income, how we're going to protect uh, that money as we're taking it out, and then how do we continue to grow for inflation in the future? So there's a lot of different, as you said, pieces of the puzzle that are continuously moving. Mm -hmm. So don't get overwhelmed. Give us a call. We'll be happy to work with you and get you a plan that you're uh, happy with and comfortable with and know that you're moving in the right direction always. Yep. And it fits your personality. And that's the conversation this week on the podcast here on Mondays with Matt. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever podcasting platform app you like to use. You can find it at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com slash podcast on Matt's website. Again, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources. There's also the podcast tab uh, where you can go in and get some more information, check out past episodes, uh, and all that good stuff. And of course, you could also just subscribe directly from whatever app you like using. If you're in Apple Podcasts, for example, just type in Mondays with Matt and you can find it that way. He is an RIA and an investment advisor representative, president and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions and uh, here to help you. So if you need some help, reach out to him. Matt, thanks for hanging out, buddy. I appreciate you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, it's always a pleasure to do the podcast with you. And if you have an interesting personality or no personality, <laughs> uh, give us a call. We'd love to sit down and uh, hash out what your biggest uh, 
biggest obstacles are. We love to solve problems here at Great Lakes. So we welcome your call. So again, um, give us a buzz, find us online and um, definitely subscribe and share our podcast. We, We really appreciate you listening. Yep. And we'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.